This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. Ever since I did that one show. We're back. Steelers Dad QA. Behind the steel curtain, deputy editor Dave Schofield and his big brother Rich. You good, Rich? I'm good. Uh, here, here's the thing. I'm gonna ask you this. I, I can't, I didn't bring up the new show yet on, on my phone because I like I like to do it because it gives me sometimes it pops up with some highlights that I don't always catch. Otherwise, and just to make sure that we're not freezing or anything like that. But uh, Jesse George had a comment about um, the names of the podcasts that we're doing. And I, I think I need to, to, to use Jesse's line against one Brian Anthony Davis. I say, say, you play the role of Brian. I'm going to ask you a question. So, Brian, what's the name of your new podcast? Why? I don't know. It Dave. doesn't matter what the <laughs> name is. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Which is exactly what Jesse says. It doesn't matter what the names are. But after our uh, wrestling discussion we had with the after party Thursday, that just I just had to summon my inner Dwayne Johnson, or sorry, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, in order to uh, bust into one of his famous interruptions. Or I, I should have used a fancier word there. Um, that he he would give with with many of the his interviews, which was great. So it doesn't matter what the name is of the podcasts, but this podcast is the Stat Geek Q and A because we are going to um, get to the live chat here as soon as we can. First things first. Last week, as soon as I ended the show, boom! Up comes a super chat from the artist that we call X. Yeah, do you smell what bad is cooking? Yes, I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, no, this is already going down the wrong path. But X asked the Ooh. question. I'm pretty sure it was a, I'm pretty sure it was at a $5. I think it was $5. It was five bucks in the tip jar. Okay. He wanted to know, was has there been a quarterback with the same injury as Ben Roethlisberger to critique? The answer is not exactly. But, but sort close. of. But sort of. The answer to that question was, Rich, Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. He had to. He had to actually have Tommy John surgery in 2007. So, it's not the exact surgery, but he came back. The other thing is, he was 32 when he had the surgery. Ben is a little bit older than that 
with him coming back. But you're also talking another 10 years of medical advances. So he had Tommy John 2007, just so you know. The Carolina Panthers that next year went 12 and 4. Yeah. They went he, had a, he had a very good year. Had a very good year. Um, he actually had 3,288 yards, 15 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That would, you know, those numbers didn't look that great, but they they're great. But they lost their first playoff game. Do you know who they lost to their first round? It wasn't the first round. It was the second round of the playoffs. It was divisional weekend. So that would have been January of 08. Uh, no, it was, well, it was from the 2008 season. Oh, so 2008 been, season. So it would have been January of 09. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. They lost to the eventual NFC champions who fell to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 43. That is correct. Low key that had it in there. They lost to the Cardinals. Gotcha. Um, in the playoffs, who the Cardinals then went on to go to the Super Bowl with the Steelers. So, he had a good year. Now, he didn't have the best year the next year. He had a lot more interceptions and a lot fewer touchdowns. And he didn't but he didn't play the whole season the following year. But he played all 16 games the, the following year and had a 12-4 and four record. So doesn't mean that that's what we're going to get from Ben Roethlisberger, but at least that tells you that it's something that can be done. So, bro, new Steelers wide receiver coach. Any thoughts? Uh, my first thought was, you know, uh, first of all, it's sad that you had to say on the last podcast about how you could place Ike Hilliard and kept thinking Ike Taylor. That's <laughs> awful. Obviously, well, I know why. It's because typically I did. Obviously, you didn't have Ike Hilliard in a bunch of our fantasy leagues. No, I did. I know I did at least once. <laughs> That's I why say, I, I, I had him. I had him a couple times. So, uh, actually, I might have had him the year I won the whole thing. I don't remember. But um, yeah, he had he had between regular season and playoffs, he had thirty touchdowns as a giant in eight seasons. Correct. But yep. he had he had because he had twenty eight regular season touchdowns and two playoffs. And what's crazy is the two playoff touchdowns, same game. I put that in the article today. He had two touchdowns on ten receptions, one hundred and fifty five yards in the NFC Championship game for the Giants. They took down. Um, if I remember right, it was the Vikings. It was like 41 to nothing. Um, they won the NFC championship game, went to the Super Bowl, and unfortunately, they uh they, they fell to that purple team um that year. But that's that that was his biggest, probably I mean, especially because of the stage, it had to be what I would consider his biggest game. But I'm trying to think now, he's been he's come to us from was with the Redskins the last few years. Yes. All right. He, as I was telling you, and I finally put it all together. So he'd been with the Redskins with Jay Gruden. Mm-hmm. He had been with the Redskins before Jay Gruden, but he left, did a quick stint. I think it was Buffalo, mm-hmm. and then back with the Redskins. Yep. Reed actually said in here he had Dolphins, Redskins, and yeah. Bills. Um, I'm trying to think if the Dolphins might have been. At one of them, he was an ass- the assistant wide receivers coach. So, I have, a, I have an interesting story about the about this hire and the article that ensued. And it's honestly, it's Brian Anthony Davis's fault. But we had some problems with it on the website today. This came out at noon. I'm trying to get my ESPN story ready for 12:30, and I'm picking my son up from preschool, which finishes at noon. But 
the I I had done a pre-write for the story because it's crazy how all the reports came down. Some people said, "Oh, well, I thought behind the steel curtain already already said that the that the other that McClendon was hired." We published a report. We published a report. It was it was Dale Lally that actually gave the first report that McClendon was the choice. Then Jerry Dulac came back on Monday and said, no, they're interviewing Jericho Cotri and, and everything. Then Dulac said late in the week, it was down to those two candidates. So when the report came out, when and I did the article that McClendon was returning to South Carolina, guess what we did? I say, going to get it ready. I'm just going to write the article for Jericho Cotri to be the wide receivers coach. Then when it happens, we're just going to publish it. Well, I did it, but there's all there, there. There's a backstory here. At the beginning of last season, early early on, we knew there was going to be a roster move coming for the Steelers, and we had a feeling it was right after they. It was after week one. We're like they're going to, they're they're going to sign Tuzar Skipper to the practice squad, and they're going to sign Hodges because of the Joshua Dobbs trade. So I got an article ready for that on a Monday. Well, Brian Anthony Davis goes into the dashboard where we hold our articles, sees my article that I have ready to go, and reports it on the podcast that it actually happened, and it hadn't happened yet. And it didn't happen in that way because Skipper got claimed off of waivers. So so he's like, don't write articles in there that didn't happen. I'm like, but I got to get them ready. So I go in and I throw in silly headlines. So my headlines usually read something silly, but I get everything else ready. The headline said that the Steelers hired Jeff Hartman as their wide receivers coach. Well, luckily with Jeff, Jeff and I jumped into to to fix the article because it already had a lot of like we could have started over with a whole new hire, but it had a lot of the process involved of how the of the reports of how the Steelers got there. And therefore we had to change Jeff Hartman in the title to be Ike Hilliard. Well, the problem is, and a lot of people don't realize this is we have five different titles. When we go to write these articles, there's like a, there's the main, there's the article title. There's the main page title. There's the social, there's the, the search title. There's a bunch of them. I already had Jericho Cotri filled in and all those titles. I just didn't have it on the main title. So Brian wouldn't see it. Well, Jeff told me he got all the back end stuff, and part of the back end stuff is he didn't realize that they all did Audrey. So, if anyone else caught our tweet, we actually had a tweet that had an article with Ike Hilliard in his picture, and it said Steelers hired Jericho Cotry. Um, wasn't the name of the that, what was the, the tweet, but that was the title of the article, and that the title of that article was there for a few minutes on the website. Um, then we went in and changed it, and there was a glitch in the system. And when we tried to republish it, it didn't publish our changes. So, but we got it all straightened out eventually. So, there for a minute, we even reported that Jericho Cotri was the was the was the hire. But that was quite surprising because usually Jerry Dulock, he's he's one guy that when he reports on something, that's the way it was. So the Steelers really went under the radar with this hire. So, do you think they made the right choice? Hello. Do I think they made the right choice? Yeah. Yep. Oh, we got a little bit of static with you too. Okay. Your your sound has been. I don't know if it's your end or my end. Uh, somebody's sound has been all messed up here. Okay. So, um, I'm your 
you sound like a robot talking to me, but I did catch what you said there. What did I think of the hire? I like the hire. Um, I, I prefer, I probably prefer Hilliard to Jericho Cotterie. Uh, I'm sorry. I was, I was muted for a moment trying to figure out if it was you or me by listening to it on my phone. Um, and they say it's robo rich. So yeah, we got a little bit of static. Okay. Um, if, if we could try to work through that. Um, the biggest thing that I like about Hilliard that we didn't get with the other two candidates, how about NFL experience as a wide receivers coach? Like a pure, like as the main wide receivers coach, because McClendon was coming from college, which I'm sure he would have brought a lot to the Steelers. You had Cotter, who's been the assistant wide receivers coach in Carolina for the last, I think, at least three seasons. So, and it's not that he wouldn't have necessarily been a good hire either, but I like the fact that they got a hire of someone who has been not just an assistant, but he has done, he has been a wide receivers coach for some time in the NFL. So that's something um, that, that, that happened. So um, you, you're ready to see if you got it, if, if you got your situation fixed there, Rich. Uh, nope. <laughs> he's shaking his head and he's, he's having some technical issues there. So uh, we'll keep him on the screen there for, if we need to. I like the hire. Um, you got someone. I mean, w- when you have a receiver like that that you hire, and that was kind of something I thought was good with Cotteries, you're, you're talking about a guy that has NFL experience playing the position and also has experience coaching the position. I think um, in all, that's, that's a pretty good idea. What we're going to do now is for this Q&A, we'll, we'll see if I can – if if we can get rich back here or not. Um, yeah, right now he's good because he's muted. <laughs> um, we're going to open up to you all. Oh, and he's gone. Um, we're going to open up to you all to see what you would like to discuss. Anything you want to bring up. I'm opening it up for questions from the live chat. Whether you just have some overall questions, um, if you didn't catch the last show with actual stat geek show, I, I told the story about my experience of being contacted with ESPN over my coverage of coach Tomlin um, and, and his, and his interview with first take. So we'll just see. Um, I don't know what, what you guys want to talk about. So throw a question out there. Um, we got one already. Here's Ron. Ron says, Dave, don't you think the draft should be focused on offense? I do. I do. And what's going on with that is I don't know that I'd go as far as Lance Williams suggested the Steelers need to draft all offense in 2019. I'm not ready to go that far because I think they definitely – I, I think they need an outside linebacker at some point, whether or not they have Bud Dupree or not, just just to see. I wouldn't even mind that being their top pick, but but we'll see. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But I think that it should be very offensive heavy. I've gone on record saying I think that the Steelers have more capable players at running back than they do at other positions where they have holes. Although an upgrade at running back would be great. I don't think that's the biggest need when you, when you really have to fill in other things, other places. So I'm, I'm more looking at offensive line, tight end, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I think it should be uh, pretty much focused on offense. Um, do I know the exact surgery Ben had is what Michael Malins know. We don't. We don't. There was a report that it was not Tommy John's, but the Steelers are not confirming or denying anything. There are reports of what it is, but I think that's something that Ben has kind of tried to kind of keep private. So that's kind of how it would be. So then Bo wanted to know, uh, what would I take with the second round pick? I kind of answered that. I would take, it depends on what's there. If there's, if, if there's a running back that's too good to pass up in that position, I wouldn't throw a fit if they took it. I don't want to see him reach on a running back there. Um, I would like I would like to have a pool of positions of needs and take the best player available at one of those positions. And those positions for me are offensive line, tight end, edge rusher. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think the Steelers later in the draft might try to get some depth in some other places like safety. They could even go safety as high as the second round, but they have two. Um, two pretty good safeties there. So there's there's that. Um, that's that's mainly where I'm going to go. I'm going to see if if we got better audio from Rich. Do we got better? Say something. All right. I, I'm not getting anything from you. You're even breaking up where I don't even hear too much. We've got some people throwing in some of their some of their um suggestions of offensive line um and one of those things so hold on i i just it just skipped ahead so i, I want to see what else we got here if mcdonald stays are they still drafting a tight end early is what ajc wants to know that's a great question the steelers have to make a decision what they want to do there like i said Vance McDonald, it's a club option that they have to exercise by the start of the new league year. They could save $5 million approximately if they move on from him. But the question is, are they going to have a viable tight end that would cost them less money than that? The only way I see that would be is if they are pretty sure they're going to draft one and that player then also has to work out for them. So I also, then there's the question of, Nick Vanette, who's a free agent to the Steelers traded for and had him for this year. If the Steelers end up keeping, you know, re-signing Vanette and keeping McDonald, I, I, I think that's an indication they're not going to go tight end very high in the draft. But if it's even just one of them, I could then that still leaves it on the table for the, for them um, to go early. And I'd still think they can get a quality tight end, even not with their top pick in the second round. Uh, I think there's a lot of promise for the tight end out of Dayton. I know there's the tight end out of Purdue. I know a lot of people are high on the tight end out of Notre Dame. 
So they, they have some some options there. And, it, and um, honestly, when it, until the combine, when players really start to shoot up the board is, is when things really get interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, worst institutional cheating, Patriots or Astros. Um, that's hard to judge because we don't really know the extent of the Patriots. I don't think that it's come out. Well, maybe we don't know the extent of the Astros. Um, I'm going to say, I, I'm, I'm going to say, um, why the word all of a sudden? Um, I'm going to go with a push on that one. Okay. So, uh, getting some of the some of the same questions that people have already said. Um, um, <laughs> some are interesting. Do I like red, uh, blue, red, yellow, or black? Um, yeah, we're going with black. Uh, if the Steelers, here we go, Thaddeus, if the Steelers don't sign any more quarterbacks before next season, what three quarterbacks do you keep? I'm. It's going to be Roethlisberger and Rudolph. The only way it's not Roethlisberger is if there's a problem with his injury. And then when it comes to Rudolph, unless you know something else happens there, those are the two healthy-wise I, I would go with. I don't see them bringing in another quarterback, mainly because money. You know, with what money? They've already allotted more to the quarterback position this year with a salary cap than they usually do percentage-wise to spend more money on someone to come in as a safety net who you hope never steps foot on the field. I would rather than spend money on someone who you want to step foot on the field. So I, then I think it's just a race for that last one. And I think it could be any of the three. I, it could be, it could still be Hodges. It could be Paxton Lynch and it could be JT Barrett out of nowhere, or it could be another name that comes out of nowhere like Hodges did last year. So I think it's Roethlisberger, Rudolph, and anybody's guess. So Ryan wants to know what O-line position I was when I played. I was a tackle. I was a left tackle for um, for most of my playing days and then got moved to right tackle at the end of high school because um, our running back was more effective running to the right, and they wanted to put me over there um, rather than we weren't throwing that much, so protecting the blind side of the quarterback didn't matter quite as much. Um, I did not play football in college. I had the opportunity to, but I did track and field in college. Um, instead, uh, that was just, just what I went with, but yeah, I was, I was a tackle. Um, and actually I should say I was also a blocking tight end for a little while. Um, just to have some different formations, but it was a lot of fun. So, um, is Matt low, low key wants to know is Matt Canada going to be the spark this offseason or this offense needs? I think he could be if they utilize him. And that, and you know what? You brought him in, let him do some dynamic stuff um, to help with the game plan. And if it doesn't work, then he's just your quarterback's coach. You just have him go back and focus on the quarterbacks. But to not even try to use his stuff, I think would be foolish. So, um, uh, once again, it skipped on me. Um, some people were asking about the running back Dobbins. Um, I saw some it, some stuff today in Cliff Harris' Still a Punk's article with some of the discussion in, in the comments about bringing up his ability as a receiver and his ability to to uh, pass protect. And I think if the Steelers are the Steelers are going to draft a running back and draft them high, it's got to be someone who can do these things and and be an upgrade. Did the Steelers want to take their top top draft pick and not upgrade 
what they currently have. Um, I want to see them do something where someone's going to be the guy before midseason. That's what I would like to see more than anything. So that's a great question, Snowman. Will the Steelers sign Ryan Shazier? I I don't know. I they're gonna they're gonna have him around in some in some capacity, in my opinion. Um, they're, they're not going, they're not hanging him out to dry and they want, they also want to give him the chance that if he wants to come back to play, um, that, um, that he will, um, Ernest says he's a little concerned about Pouncey's play this year. Should we be concerned? Yes. Are we concerned about James Connors play? Are we concerned about Juju Smith-Schuster's play? Are we concerned about Ben Roethlisberger's play, about Stefan Stewart's play? Yes. We should be concerned, but it doesn't mean that we also shouldn't expect them to come back. Now, Pouncey's a little bit different because of his age, just like Ben Roethlisberger. You know, someone like a James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, guys just a year removed from the Pro Bowl, that they have a bad year, they didn't have a good quarterback situation and they both dealt with injuries that if they can stay healthy and Ben stays healthy, I'd love to see them bounce. I would hope the Pouncey could possibly be one of those people that plays better with Ben Roethlisberger, but we could be concerned, but we shouldn't also shut the door on the possibility of him still being uh, the caliber player that he once was. So um, Steelers fan 74, who stays and who are cap casualties? I think we're pretty sure that we know that Ramon Foster will be a cap, cap casualty. If I were to rank them in order of how, of what I believe most likely cap casualties and, and, and go down from there, I would go Ramon Foster one. I'd go Anthony Ciccolo too. I just don't see how they could keep him around with his lack of availability, not being a, a starter. Um, I still don't think he's the answer, even if there's no Bud Dupree. Um, and they could they could get a decent cap relief from from letting him go. I'm going to put him two. I'm going to put Mark Barron three. I would not mind keeping Mark Barron as depth, but he's pretty expensive. Depth is the problem, and that's what the Steelers have to weigh there. And then I'm going to say Vance McDonald, but personally, I would like mm-hmm. to see him to, to to see him keep him around. But that that's just me. Just that's my order. Um, uh, Rajan, if I said that right, wants to know what three starters I would trade before the draft. None. I like my Steelers. I guess I'm a little bit too loyal. I'm not a guy that says, I'll just trade these guys. Um, I I like them <laughs> because I wouldn't trade starters. Um, I'd trade Brian Switzer. I'd trade um, – who else could who else could I trade? Um no, a lot of the guys aren't under contract that I would trade. So, but I don't know that anyone would take anything for them. The Steelers used to be super deep at offensive line, and you, you know, they had it like they traded Gerald Hawkins last year. But after losing a couple guys to waiver wires throughout the season, I don't see the depth there either. Um, <laughs> this is a good statement from Ryan. Ryan Kellerman said they cut Vance, and the next tight end isn't as good. Everyone who said cut Vance will want him back. I agree. I think you're right. Um, Reed says, wouldn't mind seeing a two tight end draft like the Patriots 
have done before. But yeah, this is a question I don't know that I really have an answer to because I wanted to find this out myself. How did Seattle from Thaddeus? How did Seattle sign Greg Olson today from Carolina? Don't we have to wait until free agency begins? I think it has to do with the manner in which he was released. Um, because it wasn't just an unrestricted free agent because he was released. I don't know that he has, that he had to wait, you know, just kind of like players that aren't, you know, Steelers signed futures contracts and stuff with other people. It has something to do with that, but I can't say hundred percent for sure. I should have known the answer to that question. I want to know the answer to that question. So if someone puts it in a live chat, I will throw it up there. Um, here from Michael Malley, Dave, does the, Bud decision waiver the draft and free agency and signing players on the roster. Is he worth it? Okay. And, and Michael says, I love his run help. Absolutely. That it's going to determine what the Steelers do in free agency in the, in the draft, because it depends if it becomes a, I mean, if they don't have Bud Dupree, it's, they have a hole that has to be filled. If they do have Dupree, then, I still think that the the young guys they have as backups could be suitable backups, and they wouldn't even have to address the position, even with the loss of Chicolo. Although I do think they would still possibly draft one even late, um, if not picking up someone for cheap. So I think it very much determines that. And something that that I say is he worth it? That's the thing you got to figure out if he's worth it. The reports were today is that he fired his agent and is looking for new representation for his new deal. And that's usually, you know, sometimes the these big name agents like uh, like the Rosenhaus brothers, they just signed Javon Hargrave recently because sometimes, and and it's kind of a shame, but sometimes um, lower name guys have now Dupree wasn't as lower name; he was a first round pick, but have not the biggest sports agents in the world because they don't want to take a chance on them and they stick through them. And then the first time they come up to get a big deal, they drop their agents and go to a bigger name person that can get them more money. And the big name person knows that they get the money for them. So it, sometimes I think that kind of stinks for the guys that, you know, were with them for so long, but we'll see what happens with Dupree. One thing that I brought up in an article that I said, the question was, have we turned into uh, what have you done for me late me fan base where we only, you know, think back, a, we can't go beyond a year to say how we feel about people, how, oh, bad year from Juju. He's not a number one. Oh, bad year from Connor. He's not the answer. Oh, Stefan Tuitt was hurt. We need to move on from him. He's always hurt, even though he had a great season up until he got hurt. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be nothing because he didn't do anything last year. We forget about the things that, that they did. But we're also, what have you done for me lately? In the other aspect of it, of Dupree had a great year last year. Where was he the first four? Where was it? You know, if we if we resign Dupree, are we going to get 2019 Dupree? Are we going to get 2017 Dupree? There's a big difference because I don't want to pay the 2019 Dupree price for 2017 by Dupree. So I would have liked to have seen more than one year production. So that's just kind of my thoughts there. But I also would like to keep this defense completely intact if they can. Uh, Vodka wants to know if they're any closer to a CBA. Um, I haven't heard any reports since they had a meeting, not this past week, but the one before. Um, that's the last time I, I heard anything that they, that right now the biggest issue is the 17 game season. It seems like um, that the owners want to have that as an option to add and the players, you know, in order to add it, they're going to have to give up some stuff. 
Um, I know some people are thinking it's going to be the whole marijuana issue, but apparently they've already, they might've already agreed on that aside from the whole 17 game thing. Um, Alex wants to know what the Steelers see in Rudolph. I had an article ready to go about Mason Rudolph that because of the new accusation, well, not new accusation, because of the resurfacing of the accusations against him, I just felt wasn't appropriate to bring up at the time. And that is, you could look at Mason Rudolph's 2019 season. You you could do a point counterpoint like Brian and Tony do in articles on the website of, of his season. You could completely spin it of how Mason Rudolph was put in some tough circumstances and at times he played well. And when he didn't, there was reasons behind it. You could completely spin it that Mason Rudolph, you know, was given some great circumstances and didn't come through. You could spin it either way. And eventually I'm going to do that article, but I'm just waiting for some other things to die down. So just to say that, Oh, there was nothing to see in Rudolph. That's not, I don't feel that that's accurate. Um, but I also, I mean, some people that are very critical of Rudolph are the same people that are also really critical of Ben Roethlisberger and doesn't think he does much right. So for some reason, some people expect the quarterback to make the perfect read and perfect throw on every snap. And that's just not realistic at all. Um, cause snowman said about Bud Dupree signing him a drafters replacement. You're going to do one or the other, and maybe even both. Mm. Here, um, Double T wants to know about the Steelers trying to train the first round if a certain QB drops. Honestly, with everything else that the Steelers need and with Ben Roethlisberger coming back, I don't think this is the year to address quarterback. I really don't. Um, just, just because. I don't know that you're going to get someone that is that much better than Mason Rudolph. So we'll see. Um do I um do I think the defense will be elite for years to come? I think it can be, and I think injuries will 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 play a pretty big role in that. Um I'm gonna see if we got Rich back or not. He's he's finally seeing if he's got the issue fixed. I'm gonna add him in here. How we doing? Are are you better? I don't hear the craziness on your end. Yes, you sound completely fine to me. So I I'm, had to do a total computer restart and it locked up when it restarted so then i had to do a hard reset so that was fun <laughs> there you go there you go um i'll let you i know you probably haven't been able to follow much at all or hear anything actually i've pulled uh pulled the broadcast up on my phone so i have been actually. oh good oh good you um what do you think about this one do you think the defense will be elite for years to come uh that that's kind of hard to say because you're in today's day of the nfl constant turnover yeah, ab absolutely. I'm sorry, I just saw that I had some private messages. Didn't realize they were from you. <laughs> yeah, so, they were from me. Uh, <laughs> so I, I actually have an article coming out probably tomorrow. I'm, I was writing it this evening about how, you know, TJ Watt's going is the new face of the franchise. Don't worry about Watt being a stealer for a while because especially the way his rookie deal is going to, you know, the options they have there with the fifth-year option, the franchise tag and everything. And the getting up there in years, probably on his last contract. And if he's not, then that's still good news for the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, that it's going to line up really good to where that money is going to shift right into TJ Watts. Yeah. Is, is how that's going to end up working out. But, and one thing I brought up in the thing, you're like, we just all assume Ben's on his last contract. 
that's funny because that was one thing Lance Williams and I were arguing about. He wants to already say that Ben's Ben's three year contract was a was bad because of what happened this year. I'm like, I'm not going to judge it on this year because what happens if he has two fantastic years? I said, I'll judge it when we get a little bit further down the road, and it still might be a bad contract that they extended in the last time. But if the issue comes up where Ben is even wanting to play beyond this contract, that's a good thing for the Steelers because that means he's playing at a high level. So that's a problem that I'll deal with if, if that comes about. I, I've got to answer this one um, from, from Richard if it comes up. Whoa, I skipped. So it might not come up. Um, that uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> I'll bring up this one. Uh, David yeah. from Brothers Computer <laughs> Suck. Answer the question. I hadn't seen that yet. Um, Sorry. I I, I'm, wow. I'm really, I'm really far behind on the live chat. I just realized. Um, but I can't find it to bring it up. But um, um, the question was about. Oh, here he's it was. Going to, he's going to be the receiver. That one? No, it was. How much weight have I lost? Uh, you can, no, there's no chance I can get too thin. <laughs> too I've thin. lost. I've lost like. Well, I'll be honest with you. The other thing is, is I, I switched the, what side the light's on. I'm lighting up my better side now. Um, I, you I have, have, you lost, have a better side? Uh, yeah. But actually, no, the better side's probably the back side. Um, or the... Wow. Don't that's probably not there. better. Wow. No, just, I didn't know. Meaning that you didn't have to look at my face is all I Oh, uh, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it wasn't a compliment to my back. It was an insult to my front. Um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I, I have lost about 25 pounds thanks to Jefferson Hartman has, has been uh, trying to, to, to get me on some other stuff with, with exercise. Um, I have a long way to go. Don't worry. I'm not going to be too thin. I've definitely got a long way to go. So um, some of these questions, a lot of these are answers to things I didn't get. Um, Young and wanted to know if there's any chance of getting Dobbs back. Um, that ship's kind of sailed. He's under contract yeah. with Jacksonville. It's the same kind of thing with, you know, number 26, the former number 26, they're under contract with someone else. That's not something that you can just say, I'll bring him back. So um, I'm now getting into a lot of people with conversations, answering questions that we had earlier. Yay. Um, so yeah, I, I like the great discussion between you all when we're, when we're not there. Um, I think this, who's going to be the receiver? The Steelers pay the big bucks. And is he on the team? What do you think, Rich? Well, what's what's wrong with instead of paying one receiver big bucks, why don't we pay a couple of decent receivers medium bucks? Yeah. You know, it just all depends on how you want to structure out your cap. Um mm-hmm. I, I've I'm I'm compiling some cap numbers. I don't know if I'm gonna do an article, if I'm gonna save it for one of our shows, but looking at like what positions take up what percent of the salary cap. And wide receiver is pretty low because they're all young guys. And it's not going to be able to stay that way because Correct. they're all going to move on. I don't know that we're going to have another Mr. Third and Fifth situation where where we have the league's highest paid receiver on our team. But 
I mean, that's why I say if people say, well, Juju's not a number one, we don't pay him like a number one. I don't mind having three twos. I really do. I'd rather have, I'd rather have three twos than one one and three fours. So that's just the way I look at it. So let's, yeah, let's let's try to let's see. We, you know, in the way they're staggered, um, eventually Juju's going to need a new contract. This actually, this is his last year on this contract coming up. So he's probably going to get some money. I don't know. I don't know that the Steelers because of the, until there's a new CBA can really afford to do much with him. So we'll see how that goes from there. Um, Odessa said Bridgewater could be a viable backup QB. And as we have said over and over in the show, although he, he sounds great. The answer is with what money, with what money we just can't allot any more money than one position. That's already sucking up so much of our salary cap. So, so that's, that's going that's just going to be, and a lot of people were saying that here in live chat. Okay. Oh, wait, that's your, that's your question again. I just, yep, keep going. Um, so, uh, a lot of people, I love the discussion going back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Um, yeah, here we go. Okay. I'll, I'll go there. Steeler fan 74. What about the Thomas Davis comments that Ben quit on the team in 2019? That just reiterated my article that I had. I think it was last week since the show that I said the title of the article was when it comes to your Steelers news, go home local. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Buy local, go homegrown, you know, um, news sources that actually cover the Steelers, you know, they, they come out with these ridiculous things. We've brought up several things on Bleacher Report. They said that the Steelers had a massive hole at cornerback across from Joe Hayden, that they didn't have any answer there. Didn't even realize Steven Nelson was there this past year because he, he had an amazing season that completely flew under the radar. Um, and just various other dumb takes. That was a very dumb take that Ben Roethlisberger should have come back for a playoff push. Okay. Then they're like, he had season ending surgery. He still can't throw. He's not even clear to throw. So yeah, then, he quit on the team. Yep. Yeah. Well, then the Davis team. tried to say, well, there were reports that he didn't have to have surgery. And you know what my answer is to that one? Correct. He didn't have to have surgery and he could have retired just like Bradshaw. Exactly. You know, if he wanted to play, if he wanted to play quarterback, he had to have surgery. But my question is, if he said, well, if he could have still played quarterback but not had the surgery, uh, there were reports. Name one. Give me one. One source, one name of someone who said that. Name one. I use this tactic all the time when people are like, oh, well, there were things that were said and people know that. Okay, name one. Just give me one. And you know what? He can't because there wasn't. You know, there might have been rumblings of people that didn't know any better, but no, no one that actually had legitimate information that was really really dumb but it just goes to show the offseason in the nfl we're getting dumb news we're getting dumb takes we're getting outside the lines running a story and completely slobbering over someone who agreed to appear for them even though none of the evidence backs them up so (laughs) now yeah we don't we no longer have a a Lance Williams internet connection fund or Brian Anthony Davis internet connection fund. We now have the big brosco computer fund. It just, sometimes they got to uh, get reset. I, don't they? I just don't know what happened there. So yep. my daughter's computer, cause she's got the laptop. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
Yeah. Reed brought up a point of something that someone said, said earlier. A trade into the first round from 49 almost surely has to include a future number one. So therefore, I don't see it happening. I, they would have to go up in the very end of the first round. And, and like I said before, quarterback's not a position to do that for. I don't know that there's anyone that they want that bad to – I mean, they wanted Bush. They traded up and got him. They wanted Fitzpatrick. They traded and got him. They can't constantly do that and have any kind of capital. There's going to come to a point where they just where they just can't. So um, I'm going to see if I can catch up a little bit, get a couple more questions before we call it a show here. I'm just glad you made it back. Um, Thank I'm you. sorry. I got to bring this up. I said, hey, you should have thrown left-handed. Yeah. Hey, speak, hey you got to find there's one at 10.42 p.m. from Thaddeus that he asked me a question, and I went, I, I, I want you to bring that one up. Okay. It's not football-related, but still, but it's a fun question. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I, how did I miss that one? Probably because he started it with the at sign. I didn't see it. Uh, at Big right. Brosco, who won the wrestling match growing up between you and Dave? I actually talked a little bit about this on the after party Thursday. On the after party th- oh, Well, yeah. that, that gets pretty easy. See, people wouldn't believe this looking at, at this now. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have always been big since you, you were, were a little scrawny. kid. You were big. <laughs> Yeah, I graduated high school at six foot one, one hundred fifty-five pounds. Um, I tried I was to, already over that when I was in seventh grade. I tried to bulk up and play football one year in high school. Got all the way up to one seventy. Went to basketball camp for a week. Lost the twenty pounds back to one fifty. Yeah. So um, by the time I was sixteen and you were twelve, um, you pretty much could take me in a wrestling match. Because you outweighed me. So, yeah. Um, I, I was more of the hit and run guy because I was extremely fast. So I would come in, take my shots, and then escape. Yeah. For, for those of you, th- this is what's interesting because you might not know this now. Rich was the speedy guy. He was the, he it, like in high school w- with baseball, he was either the leadoff or number nine hitter because, you know, a lot of times in high school, you want that speedy guy at the very end of your lineup to roll into it. But a lot of times you're the leadoff guy. They they wanted you to get it on. They, they wanted you that leadoff walk. And how many times did you get the leadoff walk? They had the great bunner behind you, and they'd get you all the way to third base um, with, with with one out and the number three hitter coming up. That's just what they would do. They, eight, times um, my, eight times my senior year in high school. Yeah, that. that, so, that's what you guys did. Um, so I was you were you I were was the a fast guy. guy. You you were the strong guy. So the wrestling so, matches by by the time you were twelve, you pretty much you know could take the wrestling matches. I should have used that as example for one Jefferson Hartman when we, when he said that the tag team match would be him and Lance Williams versus myself and Brian Anthony Davis, and I just said you guys don't get well. First of all, I said I'd gladly take Brian as my tag team partner because he would play dirty. And I, you know, well, no, just like they same thing they said about George Costanza on Seinfeld, that he would he would cheat to win. You know, that's what he would do. Um, he would fight dirty. And then me, I said, guys, I'm huge and brought, and just like well, you gotta catch me. And I should have responded when I was huge and my brother was when we were younger, my brother was super fast. I learned how to adapt. So trust me, Jeff, I don't think Jeff is as is anywhere close right now to as fast as what you were back in the day when we'd have those. But I did mention before I got too big for you, what move would you throw me in and hold me in for forever when I was little? 
Well, it was one of two. I'd either put you in a full Nelson or a sleeper hold. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I forgot about the sleeper hold. Oh, I always put you in the sleeper hold. I forgot about the sleeper hold. No, I remember me laying on the floor and you sitting on me, keeping me in that Campbell clutch. Oh, yeah, that one too. (laughs) So... That yeah, that was a lot of fun. We we had some good wrestling matches, but um, like I said before, you and I didn't fight that much growing up. I mean, we did have right. one pretty intense um um dispute during wiffle ball in college, but that was that was pretty fun. That was pretty much it. So um, but that was a great question, Thaddeus. I really enjoyed that one. Um, but we want to thank you guys for um, I I kind of got um my live chat froze up on me a little bit um uh there's someone in there i guess there's someone they're arguing with sorry um wanted to thank you guys so much for joining in here for the q a went a little bit longer than we thought but i wanted to do some more questions once we got rich back thank you thank you thank you for joining us if you didn't catch the first show make sure you go back and and see that because there was some really good interesting stuff that we brought up not just about the turnovers for the year but also the whole the whole thing that went down with uh behind the steel curtain um and and espn make sure you are hitting that like button pound that like button hit the like button that's the best thing you can do for us and if you haven't make sure you subscribe the subscription's going up i'm also going to say this jeff's never mentioned it if you're one of those people that's on facebook and you're not following behind the steel curtain Go in and follow behind the steel curtain. We are almost to a hundred thousand follows on Facebook, and I'd really like to see that one. Um, because we really get the information out there. So make sure you're hitting the website, like we said, eight to ten articles a day. Make sure you're you're got the notifications set up for YouTube so you know when the shows go. Uh, most of the shows are usually around the nine o'clock hour, except on Monday nights with the uh, hangover or QA or whatever they call it now, usually goes down around five o'clock. Um, and then on the weekends, it varies based on, on individual schedules, but thank you so much for tuning in. Anything you want to say before we go, Rich? No, thanks for, you know, putting up with my technical issues here tonight. Oh, Hey, no, I'm just glad that you were able to get back and finish up with this. So thanks again for tuning in, tell a friend and subscribe. Thanks for geeking out with us.